Speaking of Chapel Hill, they got a pretty good women's basketball team over in Chapel Hill this year. The Tar Heels are 3-0 and in the ACC. They've won five games in a row. And the radio broadcaster for North Carolina women's basketball is Matt Krause. He's joining us now. Matt, good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. Happy New Year to you as well. Great to be with you as always. As we mentioned, the Tar Heels have won five in a row, coming off a big win yesterday in South Bend. First ever win for Carolina at the Joy Center, beating the University of Notre Dame. Tell us what we need to know about Courtney Banghart's squad this year. Well, it's been an up-and-down season for the Tar Heels, at least in the early going. Carolina dropped four games in non-conference play by December the 10th after starting out you know, back end of the top 20 in the preseason AP poll. Uh, three of those four losses were against really good teams. South Carolina, you might have heard of them. UConn, might have heard of them as well. Kansas State has a really, really good team this year. They're in the top 15. That was the other loss. And then the other defeat came by one point against Florida Gulf Coast. And all this while there was a lot of in and out in the uh, in the rotation for the Tar Heels, a lot of injuries, just little nagging things here and there. Um, the second half of that UConn game, there was not a single scholarship guard available to come off the bench. So Tar Heels really wore down and uh, playing UConn up in Connecticut. That was December the 10th. It was the fourth loss. But since then, Carolina has not suffered a defeat. It's five games in a row, wins over Oklahoma out of the Big 12 and then a 3-0 start in ACC play for the second time in the last three years. Tar Heels are seemingly finally healthy. Uh, Kayla McPherson, who's a guard who uh, saw a lot of action down the stretch last year, unfortunately out for the season. But yesterday was the first game all year in which there was not any sort of question leading into the game as to who would be available or not. So now it seems as if uh, the players that will be available the rest of the way are uh, are set in the rotation and coach Banghart's team with that consistency finally playing pretty well let's talk about the ACC as a whole for a moment we mentioned Carolina off to that three and0 start tied with Virginia Tech atop the league standings Louisville's two and0 Florida State three and one then you've got a jumbled mess there NC State Syracuse Georgia Tech all two and one Duke hanging around there as well what's your uh, thought on the ACC as a whole I really I realize it's still early and we're just into early January but thus far just your thought on the league as a whole I think, Chris, it's deeper and more competitive than it's ever been. And sometimes when you get a situation where, you know, in years past, you see Notre Dame or Louisville or NC State or last year in Virginia Tech, some team that kind of runs away with it, and there is a definite gap between teams one and two and, say, teams three through six or so. It feels as if the ACC is wide open one through five, one through six, somewhere in that neighborhood, and it's not because the front of the pack has regressed. Uh, NC State had a down year last year by their recent standards. They seem to be back and better than ever. Yes, they did suffer their first loss of the season yesterday. Louisville was kind of the wild card. They lost so much from last year, um, but Jeff Walls, his track record in the postseason speaks for itself, and he hits portal really hard. They seem to have another really good team. Obviously, Virginia Tech brought back the two superstars off their Final Four team from a year ago, and Carolina, uh, second uh, we, second round of the NCAA tournament team last season, and preseason top 20 team this year, and don't sleep on Florida State either. It's 
it's a really, really deep and competitive conference, especially at the top. Let me ask you about your perception of the state of women's basketball. We heard last week the new television deal signed by the NCAA and ESPN, and Williams ba- women's basketball really valued as a high property in this new television arrangement. Do you feel like this is maybe the best that women's basketball has been in terms of the state of the game in a long, long time? I truly do, Chris. And you look at the television number for the national championship game last year, right? Over 9 million viewers watched the title game, which was broadcast on ABC on a Sunday afternoon. Minimal other major sporting events going up against it. Uh, That was a number that outdrew some early World Series games this year, to put that in perspective. Uh, ESPN has truly made a commitment to the game, and that's emphasized by their desire to re-up the deal. Now, where I think this could get interesting and where the NCAA has the opportunity to really do the right thing, uh, it's a little in the weeds here, but on the men's side, conferences are rewarded by their success in the NCAA tournaments in terms of monetary units. And if in the NCAA women's tournament with this new TV deal, If the NCAA now incentivizes conference and team success in women's basketball, directly turning wins into money for conferences, it in turn incentivizes athletic directors and athletic departments and conferences to truly fund women's basketball and treat it like the moneymaker that it can be. So that's the next step that I've got my eye on to see if the NCAA does, in fact, institute a policy similar to the men's side. Matt Krause, play-by-play broadcaster for UNC Women's Basketball. Matt, where can people hear your work? Uh, Ontario Sports Network. It is on uh, WCHL in Chapel Hill, but also worldwide on the Go Heels app, uh, the Varsity Network app from Learfield. Uh, so we are on the air next on Thursday night, headed to the state capital of Florida to take on a really good, likely still in the top 25 Florida State team. Should be a top 25 clash Thursday night at 6. We're on the air at 530 with the Reed Jewelers pregame show. Matt, always great to visit with you. Best of luck rest of the season, except for the two times I see you, which will be the first time on February 11th in Durham. Chris, I knew you were going to bring that up. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you as well. See you in February at the latest. All right, Fowl. We'll talk soon.